be sleeping on itchy beds. Bad bugs in the motel. Now your bitch give me head. 20 bitches in the hotel. Hunter on my noodle diet. Toy life wasn't so well. All my niggas starting riots. Marsh pitting on your toy nails. Uncle T doing so well. First class from a hotel. T first did 15. In the feds getting no mail. My daddy died and my cousin too. Then let him out of no cell. Provide jobs for my whole block. I cannot slow down. Nigga, I won't stop now. What's going on, everyone? What's going on? Welcome to the All-American Chelsea Podcast. I am the host, the captain, the leader, the legend of all things you see, All-American Chelsea. What's going on, everyone? It's your homie coming back again to you live from beautiful Miami, Florida, and the good old U.S. of A. What's going on, everyone? And I, I, well... I mean, you can probably, maybe some of you can already hear the difference. I am coming to you from a new microphone. Um, I, I I had to get rid of the old one. Uh, the old microphone just wasn't doing it for me. And I, you know, it was funny. Like, I, um, I, before, before I bought this microphone, I had said like, at the beginning of the podcast, I knew like when I started down this journey, I knew I needed to get a new microphone. I knew I needed to continue leveling up um, with my gear. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to wait until I'm um, so many episodes in and then I'm going to get a new microphone and it's going to be my like goal to get there. And I had like all of these, like I was like, had all of these uh, ideals in my head on all the numbers that I needed to do and this, that, or the other. And, you know, at the end of it all, like, I was like, fuck that. Like, I do not, like, I can't do it anymore with this microphone that I was using. And don't get me wrong, um, it was good enough, but... I needed to get to a new level, man. I needed to 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 you know step my game up, and that's what I did for uh, all of you audio files out there. Like anybody that's like into music production or just curious on what the microphone that I'm using is, it's uh, called the Audio Technica twenty AT twenty twenty. Um, I got it on Amazon. I ordered it with a bunch of other stuff. I got a microphone boom arm. Um, now there was two things that I got with it, which is the shock mount which is dope uh it's a shock mount how can i describe it it's like a little it's like where your microphone goes and the microphone rests inside and it's kind of like suspended like it it has like a shock absorbers so if i hit the desk like here i'm gonna hit the desk i'm not sure how much you hear of that but the microphone it's kind of uh insulated from hearing anything like that if i hit the microphone stand I don't know. It's like you might hear that, you might not, but what for sure you're definitely gonna hear it less than if I didn't have it. And before my other microphone, I didn't have a shock mount, so I got that. Um, I got a boom arm that's gonna be coming in. It was supposed to come in yesterday, but I don't know what happened with Amazon and their shipping, and they were with some bullshit. I'm needed how they needed to reschedule the shipping. So whatever, I have a microphone stand anyway, so this is good enough. 
But man, I like I just needed to level up. I needed to level up. It, my old microphone wasn't doing it. I was wasting too much time. Not wasting too much time, but I was spending way too much time on EQing and this, that, or the other to get an acceptable sound. Um, and this one, like literally, I had to touch it here and there, like the my vocals a little bit. And I was pretty happy. And I'm, I'm sure you guys are going to be pretty happy with what you're seeing. I mean, with what you're hearing um, for this episode of the podcast. So this episode of the podcast is with the homie Brandon Busby from the London is Blue podcast. And Brandon is a legit OG, um, a pioneer when it comes to American Chelsea podcasting. Last episode, I was fortunate enough to get Kyle uh, from Carefree Blues podcast for the Cardiff City match review. And this episode, I'm you know fortunate enough to get Brandon. And we kind of do, we kind of cover quick topics real quick because his time was a little bit limited today. We couldn't do it necessarily a deep dive into all the topics, but it's an entertaining uh, podcast. Nevertheless, you guys are going to enjoy it. Um, I can't think of enough. I can't think of enough. I can't recommend the London is blue podcast enough. And I'm just grateful that he showed up that he, you know, came onto the podcast. He's shown me love from the jump, from the jump. He's shown me so much love, uh, when it comes to supporting the movement of the podcast. And, um, I'm just happy to have him on. So, guys, sit back, relax, check out the episode of the podcast, and I'll catch you on the end of the episode. Later. All right, what's going on, everyone? I, uh, this is, this man that I'm bringing to you guys today um, is part of a group, a literal pioneer when it comes to American Chelsea podcasting, and somebody that I can't thank enough uh, 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 this man is like a beacon, a beacon, um, the North star when it, co- again, when it comes to Chelsea, uh, podcasting and it's none other than Brandon Busby from the London is blue podcast. Brandon, thank you so much, so much for coming on the show. No, of course I'm pumped to be on. Obviously you and I have been talking for quite a while and um, you know, it's, it's only about time that I finally, you know, put my money where my mouth is and show up, man, support you. I love it. Thank you so much. Um, I, I, you know, like when you, when I, when I, I've been floated, I had floated the idea about starting a podcast, um, online on Nini's, uh, stream. And again, shout out to, to the homie Nini. And you were one of the very first people like it was like instantly like it was on Twitter. And then you, Nick, the the podcast, everybody followed me instantly. I was like, holy shit. Like these are these guys are like the OGs, like the legit OGs. <laughs> and they're showing me love. And, and I sent you, you sent me a message like, hey, you know, anything you need, we got you. Like just showing support, like literal, like just nothing but love and support. And I couldn't thank you enough, man. From the bottom of my heart, I can't thank you enough. For anything else, just for showing me the support, man. Thank you so much. No, of course. I mean, it, it comes down to, you know, when we were starting, uh, this is our fifth season, which is crazy to think. Um, but when we were starting, 
you know, I reached out to Stanford Chich and he showed the exact same love and support, um, you know, that, that I am trying to pass on and continue, you know, talk to the guys at Roman's empire pod, um, you know, obviously talk to carefree blues with Amity and, and, um, um, KB, oh, the homie yeah, KB, Kyle my man, Bennett. Kyle. Yeah. So, uh, I know you just had him on too. So yeah, like I said, I mean, my perspective is, uh, we're all Chelsea fans, you know, we just want to create as big of a community as we can. Cause that just means, you know, there's less Spurs and less Arsenal fans out there. And to me, that's just the ideal world. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So again, I, I mean, not again, but how did you get, how, like, take me to the beginning real quick. Like for those who don't know, um, I came in contact, like I, I discovered your podcast through the Chelsea subreddit. Um, it was just one day, like somebody had posted, uh, Hey guys, like, you know, come and check out our podcast or whatever. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I had been listening to the Chels for like two years and then yeah. here comes like your podcast. And I'm like, Hey, look, it's American guys. So like, how, how did, how did, how did you get to, you know, day one, episode one to five years later? Well, I mean, I, so I was kind of the same position as you were really um when pretty much back then you're listening to the potting shed was around the chelsea was around and the chelsea fan cast obviously was around um but there's really no american voice to me and so i love the fan cast but understandably it can run long right like it just sometimes (laughs) three and a half hours is just hard for me to consume uh i also just felt like you know um that, you know, in 2014, everybody was starting a blog and I was, I'm not a great writer, but I, to me, I'm like, well, I can have a conversation with anyone. Like I should just do a podcast. And so I kind of wanted to fill the gap in the market that, you know, I wanted, like I wanted American podcasts to listen to wasn't there. So I was like, well, might as well just give it a shot and, and, and create one. So I put a tweet out to Chelsea in America, asking them to retweet it. And they did. And I just said, Hey, I'm looking for, you know, some co-hosts, if anyone's interested, reply. And Dan and Nick are the only two people to reply. <laughs> and uh, I got lucky that, you know, we, we didn't know each other. We had no history. We just got on a, an awkward Skype call. Didn't None of us knew what we were doing. and But we just said, hey, this sounds fun. Let's see where it takes us. And um, I never, ever in my wildest dreams could uh, imagine what, uh, what doors and opportunities this podcast has opened up not just personally, like with, you know, getting to interview players and, and meet Chelsea staff and, and getting to watch Chelsea play for the first time in, in person. Um, but it, it goes way deep in that to like the amount of friends that we have in London, the amount of friends we have around the U.S. like yourself. Uh, it's I mean, that that was the ultimate goal is to just create a community of, of Chelsea fans that, you know, are all there just to have fun and, you know, be passionate about a team that we watch, you know, week in, week out. So, um honestly it was a huge like random kind of did it on a whim and it it, you know i'm lucky that dan and nick were the ones that raised their hands because they've been committed through the ups and downs i mean i didn't even press record on the first (laughs) episode like true story so the fact that nick came back and recorded with me the next day um and then dan and those guys stuck with me through the first season it's a bit of a miracle i think uh (laughs) in itself so yeah, that's kind of the crazy roller coaster we've had. That's 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 awesome. And 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 if I if I would have been on Twitter at that time and I would have seen the tweet, I would have jumped in immediately because, bro, like this 
for me, podcasting is, is amazing. So I want to take you, I want to take you. So that's how it started, but there's a specific moment where I saw the interview with David Luiz and Willie. And I had to like, I saw, I saw it. Yes. But then I had to like pause it and like, and just like, think like, holy shit. Like these are, these are guys like me, like Americans, like they got not they bumped into David Luiz and William like on the side of the road or whatever. And they're like, hey, 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 we have a podcast. Come on. Like you were invited by the club. Like, please. Again, I don't want any details along, you know, like such and such emailed me. I just want you to put me into your chair, your phone, your like when you see the email and like Take me to how you felt, like, to take me to that moment. Yeah, so <laughs> it was a funny moment, obviously. Um, we were on our way. I was in Chicago with Nick. So Nick and I flew to Chicago. We were on our way to London uh, to go for the Spurs match last season, right? So we had a group from XL Tours. We were going. Uh, we're in Real Chicago. Quick, I was very, very close on putting a deposit down on that, like, like, I was a very close. Continue. Hey, we hope we hope to have you on a future trip. I, you know, let's see if we can make it happen. But yeah, so you know, we're uh, we're actually meeting up with um, some some friends. Uh, you know, in Chicago, we had a we had a bit of a layover, and um, we were literally just gotten out of our cab to to go to a brewery, and this email came across to our our podcast account. And we all have access to it. So pretty much Nick and I checked our phones at the same time, just looked at each other with this this funny look on our face of just amazement and disbelief. And it was like the biggest bro hug right after that. And then we immediately went, oh, crap, we got to sort this out. <laughs> Called Dan, uh, you know, had a quick conference call, started to strategize. And, you know, the biggest thing is you don't want to be a dummy. You don't want to ask dumb questions. You don't want to be like an uneducated American fan, things like that. So, you know, to be honest, it was really stressful because we, we took the, the opportunity seriously and we really wanted to deliver not only for ourselves, but almost you're kind of representing like a lot of international fans. It's obviously a lot of American fans. So we spent hours uh, of our trip um, in the hotel coffee bar uh, working on uh, working on that. And then to be honest, we were actually supposed to talk to Vic and just do the last minute changes. So when we were there, we we were supposed to talk to three different players. And so David Luiz came in like on a whim and we like really weren't even prepared for that. So um, it was a super stressful time, but uh, unbelievably um, satisfying and like super proud of, of what we we're able to do kind of with that opportunity. So, um, yeah, that was kind of the roller coaster uh, the, the level of responsibility jacked up way high, <laughs> real quick. <laughs> I saw that and I was just like, they, they, that's it. Like you, you got, you got, uh, it, not, that right? I'm the biggest, I mean, not that I'm the biggest wrestling fan, but you got, you got what in wrestling, there's a term called the rub. You got the rub, like, like the club reached out to you and gave you the rub. Like they legitimize you. Like, like, in a, yeah. in a way like like I, again I, I when i was just watched that i was like wow like that 
that's me. Like, that's an American. That's me. Like, there. Like, it was unbelievable. Like, uh, thank you. Like, you represented all of us here well. You represented all the international fans. Well, fucking, you represented any fan walking around on their phone doing this out of labor of love. And you just get an email from the club. Like, oh, my God. That was awesome. Awesome. Yeah, I appreciate it. Awesome. Awesome. So, all right. Brandon, now that I got you, I got you, I got everybody caught up. Talk to me. How did you feel when you saw Eden Hazard's goal go in the first one this weekend? Like, talk to me. Like, was that a, like, how beautiful was that goal? The build-up play and everything. Talk to me how you're feeling about our club and our situation currently right now. Well, it was, um, it was, it was great to see. I think the, the one criticism that, or maybe I wouldn't even say criticism, but a frustration is that us as fans believe so much in Eden Hazard and yeah. his skills and abilities that we just are like willing him to score more goals because when he does shoot and score, you're just like, yeah, all day, just do that. And so it was great to obviously see him get some space, you know, but he got around the defender again and he didn't hesitate, right? It, yeah. it wasn't the best yeah. angle, but he put his head down and he was convicted to the shot. There was no second uh, questioning, you know, no doubts or anything. And so to have that kind of confidence for him to be like, I'm in a position to score, I'm going to take the moment. Um, I think this is like a new kind of responsibility that he's really looking to shoulder for the team rather than always kind of being maybe the creator, or the second or third assist involved in the buildup. And uh, I, I actually, as much as I don't like Roberto Mart Martinez, I think him making Eden Hazard the captain will act, will benefit Chelsea significantly in the long run because I feel like he's taken a big step in maturity in his career and he is looking to not make any excuses for what happens on the field, but actually take charge and make sure that the team gets over the hump. And those are the traits we saw from, you know, JT Lamps and Drogba. And I'm not saying he's on that level. They're very different, but it's the mentality that we're starting to see, um, which to me was easily the most exciting part of it. Yes, yes. I feel like, I feel like he's finally... I I don't even want to guy. I've never met the guy. I mean, but I I feel like he's finally comfortable in saying that I I'm the best guy in this country. Nobody's better than me. Um, you know, it's one thing to for him to to. It's one thing for anybody that has that type of confidence in their ability to go about their work and let their work do that. But it's a completely <laughs> different animal when you have the confidence to literally speak those words and put it out there it's you know he, he's putting himself out there by by his play and he's you know he's starting he's starting to really mature you know you, we, I, I, people forget that at least i don't know I don't, I don't not that people forget but you kind of it can it's easy to forget that this guy is only 27 you know he's only 26 he, he came into he came into this team at 21 right 21 yeah so, I think he's about 23 when he came. But yeah, man. He's it's, a young that's a kid. Dude. Yeah, he's a young yeah. dude. Look, I'm almost 10 years older than Eden Hazard. Not, no, no, no. He's going to be 28. I'm going to be 35. Mm -hmm. At 28 years old, Eden Hazard is 10 times as more mature than I was. I was an idiot at that age. So he's doing <laughs> way better than me. Yeah. <laughs> 
No, so, I hear you, man. So, uh, I, I guess five out of five, my man. Five out of five. Top of the league. How... It's too early to say. It's too early. I, I know. It's too early to say that we're going to be serious title contenders um, at the end of the season. Like, legit, legit. It's too early. I mean, at the beginning of the season, all I wanted was top four, secure Champions League next year, you know, do something in Europa and have Sari's plan be set in place and that we know, like, a, a new identity. But, I mean, we're, like, like, realistically, where do you see us ending? at the end of the year? Well, I think that the top four argument was always where we wanted to be. I think I, we did preseason predictions for the first time this year. I don't know why we're doing a lot of predictions. It's stupid, but we are. Uh, I think I had Chelsea top four, uh, just sneaking in above, I think, Arsenal and United. And, you know, I still think that that's a, a good indicator. I mean, Man City that was a blip. You know, I think United and Arsenal and Spurs are going to struggle. I think they'll battle it out for that fourth position, but I feel really good that barring any crazy injuries, yeah. you know, Chelsea should, you know, should be sniffing around the top three. Um, the Liverpool match at the end of the month will tell us a lot, but look, we have another international break in the middle of October, which is a huge hassle. And then you kind of get to that end of October where you, you know, Europa leagues are coming thick and fast. League games are coming thick and fast. Um, you usually have a really good idea heading into December where, you know, the real contenders are at that point. And then obviously at the turn of the year, at that point, you know, you're on the down, you're on the downhill slope of who's actually gonna, you know, clinch the title if you have a race on your hands or not. But to me, I think that, um, sorry, you know, just kind of like Antonio Conte found, a new level for some players. Maurizio Sarri has also done the same for us. Uh, it seems like Eden Hazard is, is in the best form of his life. He's literally going and taking the ball off players and then just running past defenders and then shooting or feeding it for an assist. Um, you know, Pedro is completely revitalized. Jorginho a new player. is an amazing. Uh, it's, it's unreal. I mean, we Pedro's all... Pedro's a new guy. We're t- yeah, new for sure. He's a new signing especially after the last couple of seasons, you know, mm-hmm. and, uh, but this is a very, that attacking three, the way they flow is much more similar to the, his Barcelona glory day. So I think for him, he's probably, you know, not a problem, right? Like he can slot right into that system. Yeah. Um, you know, William had a great curling shot at the end of the four one for Cardiff. So I guess, you know, to sum it all up realistically is that, um, the midfield is obviously the pivotal part. It looks like our attack is in full swing last season. We missed, the chances when we were given the opportunity this year, we seem to really be, um, uh, you know, much more clinical and we're creating a lot more. The fluidity is there. So I, you know, with the quality that we have, uh, I would, I would expect top four at this point, anything underneath would have to be because of some crazy injury crisis, like Giroud and Murat that both go down and we have Stop. no striker don't left. Right. Like that. Don't, don't, but don't that's think... the crazy reality. On, you know, dude. like, what are you doing? It... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> that can't, it can't happen. It it's can't, not going right? to happen. It's not going to happen. Don't say things like, that. I mean, yeah, where it comes to worse, we can call back Nishi, right? We can call him back. I mean, if it's that bad, call back, you would Nishi. hope so. Call back Tammy. Yeah. I mean, if it's that bad, we can call him back. So, but that's exactly. not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. Not even m- worth mentioning. It's not gonna happen. So, oh man, where do I, I, we got Europa League this Thursday? Europa mm-hmm. League this Thursday. 
I want to see the kids get going on Thursday. I want to see, you know, I want to see guys like Christensen. If you're Andres Christensen, you have to feel, you have to go into this game with a chip on your shoulder. You you, you have to feel like, you know, David Luiz is playing in your spot. Uh, you know, somebody like, like Victor Moses. Victor Moses, I want to see him go off. I, you know, I, I, Ampadu, Gary Cahill. I know, you know, Ampadu, Cahill, and 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 Christensen. They're all fighting for you know two center back positions. But I want to see, I want to see those type of guys. Zapacosta, Emerson. Is Emerson ready to go for for Thursday? Uh, he had a knock in. So that's why he hasn't been around the team. I he might have trained, but I think that it would be a bench appearance if anything for him. You know, I want to see Emerson get in there. So and what do we do with Morata? Does he start? I think you start him. Yeah. So um, I tweeted out my lineup that I thought we'd go for, and I and a lot of people are in the same mind frame as yourself that hey, let's make eleven changes essentially. To me. Um, look, it's, it's the first match of a European competition. Um, I want to have my captain out there. I want to have a little bit of leadership, even in the back, just, you know, and let the attacking and the midfield players rotate a little bit. But, you know, if you're to make eight, nine changes, those guys really haven't played any minutes. And so Mm -hmm. to me, I'm a little more cautious. I'd like to get three points on the board right off the bat, you know, maybe six Mm -hmm. points. And then be a little bit more liberal with the changes. I still think there should be changes. So I had Kepa in goal. Like, just as a goalkeeper, he's not tired. Get him as many minutes as he can. Mm. Uh, I've got Zappacosta, Christensen, Louise, uh, and Aspie in the back. Mm. Um, Jorginho, Fabregas, and Barkley Who's in the playing middle. the left back? Hold on. Who's playing left back? Uh, so Aspie or Zappacosta can play. I, I mean, both of those guys have played on either right. side. That's right. That's yeah, right. so That's right. I'm, I, you know. Probably Zappacosta, yeah. you know, I guess. Um, so midfield was Jorginho, Fabregas, and Barkley. And then up top, Pedro, Morata, and William. Uh, some people have called for Callum Hudson-Odoi with Ampadu. I, I'm worried about replacing both center backs, personally. That's a really crucial partnership, uh, especially with a new goalkeeper. So, I, like I said, I'm not saying it's right. I'm just giving my kind of opinions and, and yeah. ideas behind why I did that. Uh, but trust me, if we can make 11 changes and have Ampadu and Christensen in the back and, uh, you know, have Barkley and Ruben and, um, you know, whoever else you want, you know, Fabregas in that midfield three and Callum Hudson-Odoi, William and Marat up top, like, hell yeah, like, you know, let's do it. But, um, I, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more pragmatic with my pr- approach just kind of by nature. Yeah, no, and, and you did you did say something exactly. You said the right thing. Not necessarily your lineup is exactly right, but I hundred percent see your line of thinking. You know, I'm thinking, yeah, let's roll out eleven new guys. We should, we should, we should have the, you know, enough our 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 quality, bench, our, our quality, our team quality. Yeah, we should have enough to 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 mop the floor with this team. Um, with P, what is it? Okay, so it's P A O K. The T part. I, I I mean, you got any you got any ideas on that? How to say this team's name? No, no, I didn't. <laughs> no, I, I didn't even look it. it up. Yeah, I I'm haven't. Just like, hey, just, I'm not gonna embarrass myself on this one. Like, it is what it is. P A O K and Thieves. 
FC. I don't know. Yep. I don't know. But yeah, no, no, no. We should have enough quality to wheel out anybody out there. And we should be able to 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 to, to get the three points. But I see what you're thinking. I didn't even consider that. I didn't even consider your line of thinking that it it may not be the greatest thing to wheel out 11, 11 guys, brand new guys that haven't played first team football together. Um, you know, in a European in a in a European uh, uh competition. Hmm. Hmm. And speaking of European competition, did you catch any of the Champions League games today? A little bit, yeah. Um. I was obviously following the scores, some crazy drama, Liverpool coming back right at the death uh-huh. uh, with PSG. And then it was always good to see Spurs being Spurs in, in Milan. Bottle, somebody, uh, a friend of mine put on Twitter, bottling up, they bottle competition, they bottle stadiums, they bottle, they, they bottle yeah. everything. That hilarious. Yeah, it'll, it'll be interesting to see how they handle that mentally. You know, they've lost three in a row now. Um, you know, to be fair, you know, playing Liverpool without, you know, key players, that's understandable. Um, weird that Pochettino decided to leave Trippier and um, and uh, Alderweireld back. Yeah. It just, I don't know, it's weird. It, it's, it's a weird situation for them. I feel like it's a really, like, sensitive balancing act because they could, they could take a turn for the worse. They don't have a lot of depth. No, no, no. And it well, two things. I, I didn't this love affair with Tottenham um coming out of last season, it it, it yeah. boggled my mind. Like the media's jumped all over this team. They're in love with him. I, I, I'm over here looking like does anybody does anybody you know like does everybody forget that Antonio Conte isn't as make these boneheaded decisions at the end of the season Tottenham's not in the Champions League Tottenham's in fifth you know if we if we get a few more points at the end of the season so that was one thing that I'm thinking about in uh in this game today watching them was like that could be us we could have beaten Inter Milan we're better than them that could have been us yeah and you know I I, yeah yeah no 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 go 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 for it I know my my thing with Tottenham it's um it's it's a frustration, but the English they're the, the darlings of English media because Pochettino has done more for English football than anyone else in the last, you know, twenty years essentially, since the class of ninety two. Um, you know, he's brought through half of the English national squad. Uh he's developed a lot of young players, and so that's why they love him. But like the crap that drives me crazy is Tottenham have the most points in a calendar year ever. Great. And what did they win? nothing harry kane has the most goals in a calendar that i'm sorry but that's just not how we measure success in english football it is done on a seasonal basis and so the calendar year thing that's spurs favorite argument to go to and the funny part about it is is it doesn't mean jack and uh you know when you're a club that is historically uh you know not serial winners of anything those are the things they cling to and the and since, like I said, Poch has brought in so many young English players, the media are happy to prop up their their false, you know, trophies and, and prizes. Yeah, no, it's it it drives me crazy. I still, it it drives me crazy with with, with Tottenham. Like guys didn't sign, they didn't sign anybody. Harry Kane is going to get hurt. He gets hurt every season. 
Harry Kane will get hurt. Then what? Lucas Moura? You're going to wheel him out? He, he he didn't do anything for Brazil on the national team? What did he do at PSG? I mean, they've got Urente, but <laughs> not a lot of depth. Their, their striker situation might be worse than ours. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. I always get frustrated with that, with, with, the, with the love affair with Tottenham. Um, yeah. Did you see the little controversy with uh, Firmino when he scored, and then Salah throwing whatever he threw down? He 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 he, uh, he had a little bit of a temper tantrum in in the dugout or in the in the in the technical area on yeah, the bench. I I mean, I saw it. I mean, he threw his water bottle down. I mean, I can't imagine he's upset that his team scored. I don't know what was going on. Maybe he's injured and he's just frustrated that. You know, it just happened to be the timing he wasn't even looking. But, I mean, look, I can't imagine Mohamed Salah has anything to be upset about at Liverpool after last season and even the start to this season. Like, he's had more success than he could have ever dreamt. Um, so, to me, I think that it's an, it's 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 nothing. That it's – like, he, he was feeling or thinking something in his head well before that ball went in, and it just happened – to happen, you know, occur at the exact same time mm-hmm. uh, that everyone else was celebrating. Uh, nope, I don't. In my uh, in my reality, he was pissed that he didn't score the winning goal. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, he's he's definitely not off to the start he was last year. But uh, no, I don't know. I, we'll see. Maybe he is a little bit frustrated. Think he scores over twenty five goals? No, it seems like Liverpool. Mane isn't injured this season, and. Um, the goals just come from everywhere. Mane's off to a flying start. He's actually off to a better start or like the same kind of start Salah had. So yeah. I think that the goals will be spread around a little bit more. Uh, and like last season, look, everything Salah hit went in. Yeah. This season, that hasn't quite happened. Yeah. So I, I still think he'll probably you know, get 18, 19, 20 goals, no problem. Um, but just the way the Liverpool team is set up, goals will come from a everywhere. lot of different people. So... Uh, he'll he'll still have a successful season, but he won't get the golden boot again. No way. Yeah, I think the golden boot, uh, you know, ha- it, it, it's 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 the name's already written on there. It's Eden Hazard. I I think that's done and dusted. Done and dusted. I mean, love it if goals, he can. Forty goals. <laughs> yeah. If we if he's putting in forty goals, we're champions. No doubt about yeah, it. Yeah, you have to be. <laughs> no doubt about it. If he puts in forty goals, no doubt about it, we're champions not even not even up for debate i i I, at least on my end but uh you know some people say i'm a little bit crazy when it comes to predictions and stuff so it's about though the passion of the fan you know like we say silly things because we we want them to come true you know and yeah yeah who who wants to get bogged down in the analytics and the statistics of it sometimes and you just want to you know see players do do just you know mind-blowing things and edna zard is a hundred percent capable of it. So we just have to see, you know, kind of what, what levels he rises to this year. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. All right. So we got Europa league Thursday in mm-hmm. a very, and then Sunday we're playing against West Ham in a very, mm-hmm. very, very tricky. This could be, if we don't play this right, if we're not on our a game, we, we, we could be into, you know, we could at the, at the end of 90 minutes, look up at the scoreboard and like, how the hell did that happen? They, these guys should not be, you know, we not we should not be dropping points against this team. What do you? I mean, how do you? 
Well, we've already decided that uh, 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 the starting 11 on Thursday is going to be... It's, the majority of the team is going to be different from the team that plays on Sunday. But if you're sorry, what are you looking at? Like, what are you making sure that these guys stick on their A game? What are you telling them? Like, hey, you know, it's early in the season, but stick to your A game. I think that the, the momentum is in Chelsea's favor. And I think even an unfavorable result, like a draw away in Greece, shouldn't really distract because sorry. Uh, you know, I'm assuming we'll make changes for Thursday. So I think that the squad or no one's going to freak out if they don't get the perfect result when it comes to Sunday and you get back to your strongest 11, there's so much momentum in the league right now of sitting at five and Oh, uh, top league on goal difference. West Ham got their first points of the season mm-hmm. just last weekend. Uh, ironically, right. It's like their coach left. The players obviously got together and started doing their own thing. Um, so who knows kind of how that'll gel, but it, it's it's just a simple – I mean, I think Maurizio is just going to keep his matches the same. You know, it, the Chelsea team are 5-0, and oh, but they're nowhere close to where he wants them, oh, no, no, which is no, no. amazing. So I, he's just going to tell them, yeah, you're 5-0, and oh, but it's not good enough. And he's going to keep them focused and, you know, remind them of last year's failures and, and how we have such a good thing going. So – um, I also think that this team is, you know, if you look at like N'Golo, if you look at Aspi, you look at David Luiz, um, Eden Hazard even. They, yeah, there's a lot of guys, that, but they're also, uh, you consider pretty humble for the most part, right? Like yeah. Olivier Giroud, right? World Cup winner. But he did it with the most amount of sacrifice you've ever seen out of a single individual, especially as a striker, the most selfish position of all. I just think that there's so many guys that realize what happened last year and the opportunity they have to play under such an attacking uh, manager that you know they're gonna they're gonna really apply themselves to get better and and you know all he has to do is remind them what he did at Napoli and I mean what player wouldn't want to play in a system and a team and uh, you know a situation like that so uh, the good news is I, I I just think that the core of our team um, you know after kind of being shackled last year love the freedom and the creativity they, that they're allowed. And, um, you know, you go to the London stadium against West Ham. Um, it's, a, you know, no, there's no home team there. So what a perfect yeah. opportunity to kind of pile on the misery uh, <laughs> of a team that's, you know, not really doing anything. They're the little brother that wants to be a part of the, the London debate, but yet they're nowhere close to Spurs, Arsenal or Chelsea. So uh, there's always that chip on the shoulder. Yeah. I think, yeah, I mean, we we should definitely come away with three points on that game in, in on on Sunday. We should definitely. I'm gonna be quite honest with you. I think we come up. I think the only game that we have a potential of dropping points is our first game against Liverpool during the week, in the cup game. I I just don't see us. I I think we beat Liverpool, in the Premier League. I really do think so. Yeah, it's. I mean, there's definitely all the chance in the world. Right? It's kind of weird because you play Liverpool twice in four days, three days. <laughs> I mean, so, it's gonna be two different teams playing. It will exactly. So it's kind of like, you know, if if you're the team that loses, you're like, hey, don't worry, we rotated. You know, this is the big one coming up on the weekend. And if you win, you're like, hey, we're in their heads, right? Like yeah. they can't beat our second eleven, they can't beat our first eleven. Yeah. So it's it's like from a player standpoint, you hate playing teams twice let alone in three days. Like what a freak anomaly that is 
Um, but I, I think that it's, I don't know. It's not good personally. I just, I don't think you it's don't a great like situation it? to be in. No, I don't like playing them that strong of a team twice, unless both teams literally bring out 11 changes and you're like, I don't even know who these teams are playing. Um, that happened to us with man United a few years ago in the Carabao cup. We is essentially our second 11 beat their second 11, but then we turned around and played them at the weekend, our starting 11s and we beat them again. So if it works out in your favor, it works out in your favor. Usually it's a sweep in those situations. It's usually not a split. So that's why I'm kind of cautious or a little bit leery of the Liverpool, but you're right. We should go undefeated into that match. hundred percent. I think so. I, I, I really, really, really think we, we, Liverpool is the first game that that we officially put our name on the trophy um, as the legit title contenders. I I just I just think that we're gonna win. I I, I don't know why. I in in this week coming up, I'm going to be well. I'm starting tomorrow. I'm gonna be breaking down um, matches leading into the Liverpool game to bring it to the listeners. Uh, the week leading into the match. Um, but I, I just, from what I've seen from us and what I've seen from them, I, I think we're just better. I, I think we're better. I, I, I think we won't face our, our first real test is December 7th against city. That's the first real, real, real test. We'll know if this team is legit or not on December 7th. D-Day. D-Day. Yeah. There's going to be, there's going to be tests along the way and that's, what's exciting about it, you know, and all, you know, last year was, it was brutal playing Man City. Um, it was even brutal playing United and some of those other teams. So I think that, you know, again, it's, um, you know, I, I'm, I'm still really happy to take it one, one match at a time. Just the way Chelsea are playing in this open attacking style is extremely fun to watch. So, you know, um, Liverpool's close enough that, you know, I've got my eye on it, but, I don't want to look ahead. I guess I, well, I want to enjoy beating the crap out of teams like Cardiff along the way. Right. Like I don't just want to circle the big, the big five and just be like, these are the only ones that matter. Like, you know, these are kind of the moments along the way where like in a title winning season, you look back and you're like, man, remember when we smashed Everton, like six, nothing. You're like, that was fun. Yeah. Stuff like that. That game we wore, that was the Diego Costa game. Where he had yeah, the hat trick yeah. with the Mikel back heel. I, I, I personally, personally, I'm not a big fan of the color yellow. I, I don't know. I, I, there's a personal story. Okay, so when I was a little kid, my mom painted my room. I went to school. I left school. Uh, I went to school and I left my my bedroom. It was a nice color white. When I get home from school, my room is painted half blue and half yellow, and I hated it. And ever since then, the color yellow has always like kind of like stuck with me. Like I hate this color. So when we've debuted our yellow, um, our yellow kits that year, I was like, oh man, yellow. And then Costa went on fire that game. He was on fire. I just, he had a hat trick, but Mikel back heel. We were on fire that day. I said, up. Oh, I ordered my yellow kit <laughs> that same day online. I ordered it. I totally worth it. My son, the day my son was born, the kid that I wore to the hospital, yellow. So that kid forever <laughs> is special in my heart. So, you know, you're right. You're right. Leading up to these games. And it, is it me or do you also feel like this too, that 
it, it feels like football's fun again. Last season we had some moments where where it wasn't fun. Even even in 16-17. We're yes, we're winning the title. Yes, Conte's back. I mean, the, the team is back. Conte's energy. The the but there was just some games where we're just grinding out results. I don't I don't feel like that anymore. This game on sun, uh, on Saturday, we would have absolutely won one. Uh, you know, last year we would have won it. You know, two to one, maybe even a draw under Mourinho. The same thing. We wouldn't have won four one. La- you know, with our team last year, no way. So you're right, dude. It, it enjoy the you know these games in, in the journey because football I, football feels fun again. It feels fun. Like I'm, I'm so looking forward to Thursday and Sunday. I'm looking forward again to the matches, not just because I. It comes from within. You're, you're a fan. You, you know, you, you're committed to your team. You have to show up. It's like hell yeah. Like it's fun again. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know if no, you, I, I don't know if you share the same feelings. It. Oh, for sure. I mean, you know, it, I would say genuinely, the last time Chelsea were this exciting to watch was under Carlo Ancelotti. Like. That that's kind of where I'm at. Like yeah. we and, and Gary Hayes on our last podcast kind of walked through it of like, you know, in that time you've had um uh AVB, you've had Robbie Di Matteo, you've had Benitez, you've had Mourinho again, and then you've Hitting. had Conte and and how many times do we have hitting in between, right? <laughs> like so it, it well, I always want to just give a hug. Of, I always see him, I'm like right. this guy needs I want to get a hug from that guy. <laughs> Uncle Gus, you know, Uncle Gus. But you know, th- those guys, like I said, weren't the most attacking. And a lot of it was a lot of transition. So it was always riding the ship. Um, but this is, like I said, the since Ancelotti, ironically, he went to Napoli, <laughs> you know, yeah. filled in for Maurizio. But this is it, you know. And and what a time to have it when Man City are flying, when Liverpool are flying. This is a, this is a great – because if we can get the title over them or get results oh. over them, we can say – we beat you when you were at your very best at your club's history. We can be like, that was just another day for us. And we're right? not. Like, we have not a lot of our best. We're not. Exactly. We're not at our yeah. best. Next year, next season, who knows where this team is? January. We can, yeah. we can bring in. I mean, people are starting to talk about bringing in a new striker, uh, a new, you know, somebody, a, a legit right winger, a young guy to, to finally that can rival Hazard, even though Pedro and William feel like new signings. But next year we get one more signing or we could be a completely new team, you know? Yeah. No, for sure. I think that, think that like, if you get a goal scoring right winger in case Pedro doesn't do it, that'd be a big win. But to me, I kind of think that that third midfield spot, uh, Kovacic has done a great job, but to, to have someone come off the bench, Barkley and Ruben are just unproven for me. But if you got someone else uh, with another box-to-box kind of personality or someone that just, you know, played dime passes over the top, threw balls in like Susk, you know, used to back in the day, I think that um, actually the midfield is probably the biggest improvement we can make at a January signing. But, um, you know, like I said, let's run with it while we can. Kovacic is getting up and running, you know, so he's nowhere at his best. And Golokante still figuring out what the hell he's supposed to do around the other team's 18-yard box, and he'll get there. And uh, Jorginho is acting like he's in Naples, so, you know, <laughs> things are good. Yeah, things are good. Things are good. Brandon, um, I can't imagine that people 
who are listening to this podcast haven't heard your podcast. But if by there's the one chance, I think, I mean, you shared privately with me that you got about, uh, you know, every episode goes up. There's about 7 billion downloads per episode. <laughs> so just in case there's the one person that listened to my podcast and they don't listen to yours, how can the people listen to your podcast? Yeah, oh, wait, sure, man. The name so, of your podcast. Yeah, so we uh, are the London is Blue podcast, uh, obviously named in direct shots at everyone else in London. Um, it, it's at London Blue Pod on Twitter and Instagram. Same thing on Facebook. Um, yeah, man, that's that's where you can find us. We're really active on social media. Uh, my own handle is BB Busby, so feel free to tweet and engage. Uh, I'm usually pretty good at responding. So, yeah, have at it. That's it, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Brandon, please go out and support the podcast. It's an excellent podcast. They go to YouTube. Check out their videos um, that they have with William, that they have with uh, David Luiz. They just interviewed Joel Cole, the Chelsea legend, in Tampa a few weeks back. Uh, what, like a month ago? month and a half ago? Before the season. Before the season started. Um, their content is great. Please go and check them out. They absolutely do. It's not, he's not kidding. They do reach out on social media. They do, you know, they're, they're all the boys over there. They, they, they're all, you know, very active on social media. So go out, reach out. And, um, thanks again, Brandon. Anytime, man. Looking forward to seeing your success and where you go. And I'm going to be there anytime you need. So let's uh, do it. All right, uh, Chelsea takeover. Are you available uh, tomorrow? (laughs) 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 No kidding. Fair play. (laughs) All right, everyone. That's the end of the interview. All right, everyone. We're back again. Thank you to the homie Brandon Busby, Brandon, aka the Killer B, Busby, part of the London is Blue podcast, and Dan, Nick, Brandon, and uh, newcomer Mike are. uh, our literal pioneers, man, OGs of the game for for any American Chelsea podcaster. Uh, that man helped me. He's kicked so much knowledge. See, like, there's an old saying, you know, the game is to be sold, not told. And sometimes, you know, that's not necessarily the, uh, that's not necessarily the, the, the right line of thinking you know with some people fuck them the game is to be sold but with others man you know the game is to be told man the game is to be told and and brandon's a good dude those guys over there are good guys man so thank you again to uh brandon from the london is blue podcast i'm gonna be coming back at you guys with uh tomorrow is tomorrow's thursday uh the 20th tomorrow we play p-a-o-k uh, in the Europa League, I can't say the last part of the, the team name. I'm I'm sorry. I'm gonna wait till tomorrow's game to be able to figure out how the hell you say the second part of their team name. I don't know. I don't know. So for sure, get a new team name for sure. For sure, do me a favor. All right, to the to you know, to the owners of the team, to anybody's involved with PA. Okay, listen to me. All right, listen. I'm the voice of reason in this bitch. All right, get a new team name. Get a new team name the hell like you can't how can you market that team a p a okay what is that 
What is that? This is 2018, bro. Like, you got to step your marketing game up. So, <clears throat> I'm just fucking kidding. Who am I? But anyways, um, I'll be coming back at you guys with a match preview. I mean, a match review and a match preview for our game against West Ham uh, on Friday. It will come out sometime on Friday. And um, and that's it. We'll see each other again. Or hear, you'll hear from me again um, on Friday. Match review comes out. Review be recorded on Sunday. Come out on Monday. And you know uh, you know how it goes over here, man. You know the story already. Uh, I'm going to keep hitting you guys with podcasts again. Uh, thank you to every single person that has reached out to me on Twitter that has just supported the movement. I love you guys. Uh, thank you to anybody who's listening. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love you. Keep doing you. Whatever you're doing, I support it. Um, thank you, guys. Uh, please, you know, show some love. If you if you like what you're hearing, um, like, subscribe, share, leave a comment, leave a review on iTunes. That helps out a lot. Um, and if you, you know, you want to reach out to me on Twitter, my Twitter handle is all American CFC. I'm always on there. Send me a DM, send me a message, send me a like, send me middle finger, send me whatever. I'll, you'll get something back playing with me. Sending me middle finger. Shit. Send them right back. So, um, I'll be, uh, I'll be back again. We'll hear each other. I hope you guys, you know, I think I sound better. This microphone is pretty badass, man. I think I sound much better. Um, I was raised in a sandbox next to you and her. You was holding a handgun. She was giving birth to a baby born to be just like you. I, I wonder what that's worth. I wonder if you, you ever knew you was a role model to me first. The again, day I, I, I love you guys. In the morning. Uh, See you I'll talk to you again this week. I love you. Have a great day. I, I, I had something to prove. You told me. Oh I love you. Big like kiss. Which is funny now because all I see is Wally Coyotes in the room. And I run it. And I run it. And I run it. And I run it. That's ironic. I run it. That's ironic. I run it. So all of my wounds, hear my tears, all of my tunes. Let my life loose in this booth, just for you, motherfucker. Hope y'all amused. And I run it. And I run it. And I run it. And I run it. I run it. This shit make a nigga just wanna ride. Reminisce when I have the morning appetite. Apple Jack and nothing that I hit the TV died. And a maniac, the only thing that give me peace of mind. I'm a maniac when him and at the enemy that lie. Tell a story that I never glory 25. Not to worry, every warrior will come and see you furry young. That's a covenant I put on every tribe. Ain't nobody go tie your shoe. Nobody go abide by your rule. Nobody horn your gun. How come your tongue say killer then kill my mood? Like speed living in the world, you know. Little hoe me feeling like a live wire. Bet I put some new tires on a lightning bolt. Till I reckon to a pole like a right to vote. I ain't from the bottom of the jungle.
Living in the bottom of the food chain When you get a new chain Nigga take it from you A new name One stripe And you as even looking like Hope another homicide Don't numb you And none do things We'll never learn soon In the era What we wanna earn soon That's an era You can smell it In the era Everybody really doomed That's why I'm back Doing you motherfuckers All y'all can suck my dick All them days At the county building I'm about to make My mama rich Cartoons and I ain't felt this Scrooge McDuck Elementary hood shit She was giving birth To a baby born to be just like you I, I wonder what that's worth I wonder if you, you ever knew You was a role model to me first The next day I, I woke up in the morning Seeing you on the news Looked in the mirror and realized that I, I, I had something to prove. You told me, don't be like me. Just finished watching cartoons. Which is funny now, cause all I see is wily coyotes in the room. And I run it. And I run it. And I run it. And I run it. That's ironic. I run it. That's ironic. I run it. So all of my wounds, hear my tears, all of my tunes, let my life loose in this booth, just for you, motherfucker, hope y'all amuse. And I run it, and I run it, and I run it. That's ironic. This shit make a nigga just wanna shit hone everybody, even with a pot to piss in. How my aim sloppy had a loud mouth. Discharge, dismiss any business of yours. Discounts never did amount to a check that your ass couldn't cash when the shit bounced. Everything dismounts, niggas gon' flip that car. AKs for the whole hood, house lit went down perfect. Two shots to the head, he deserve it. Overheard it, him a bed with a bowl and remote control. Dark wing duck lost service. Mama said I better duck, she's nervous. Drama haul up in the cut, hit the curtains. I mean, don't intervene with no gun machine. This black stay jerking, the fist stay lurking, emerging on everybody corner dash. Get a toe tag when you play tag with the task of a new task. Everybody wanna know my life, how did I make it past? Well, let me tell you like this, I've been running this shit since I asked. Cartoons and cereal. Like you, I, I wonder what that's worth. I wonder if you, you ever knew you was a role model to me first. The next day, I, I woke up in the morning, seen you on the news, looked in the mirror and realized that I, I, I had something to prove. You told me, don't be like me. Just finished watching cartoons. Which is funny now, cause all I see is wily coyotes in the room. And I run. So all of my wounds, hear my tears, all of my tunes. Let my life loose in this booth. Just for you. Motherfucker, hope y'all amused. I did wrong. Karma came. Crackers gave me ball and chain. Friends, enemies, all the same. State, fed, both can hang. Nobody can mute me. But I never said nobody can't shoot me. Just another stat to the white folks. Still whip work to the white, yo, absolutely. Every day feel like the one before. Hunt the money, don't hunt the hoe. If you do what you always done, then you get what you always got. You dumb buffoons, I ain't seen the back of my eyelids for about the past 72 hours. Hand in my heart, face to the hood, I pledge every word you ever heard was honest. Yeah, this me, no mic.
No cameras, no lights, just pain. Mama, Hamas, trauma can I sustain? Dirty money come with lots of stains. Roll the riches come with lots of lanes. Just another player with lots of game. Never had shit, got lost, got game, lost. Game, got game. Just another player with lots of game. Never had shit, got lost, got game, lost. Got game. Lost. Game.